Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Keith Cork. <clears throat> Back from a little bit of a of a hiatus here. Did you miss me? I bet you missed me. You definitely did, you suckers. I'm uh, just kidding. You're not suckers. You're listening to this show. That means you are a knowledgeable DFS person. Uh, but I'm here to break down a big 10-game slate for you guys uh, for your Friday Oh, the TGIF, baby. Yes, I am happy. It's the end of the week. We are all happy. The weekend's upon us. Uh, Ten games. We have a lot of good stuff to uh, go over here. I do have some injury news that I want to update you guys on. Uh, but some of this, it's from a couple hours ago, so some of this has likely already changed. But uh, bear with me here. Uh, you know, Definitely check for yourself and uh, get that DFS pass. We'll talk about it a little bit here. But uh, Anthony Davis is probable. He's been suffering with that illness, but he's probably going to come back for this one. LeBron James, also probable. With that ankle injury, so they're probably going to both be back in that lineup here, so we can start to fade some of those Lakers guys that we really liked, uh, you know, a couple days ago. Uh, Dejounte Murray, bad news for the Atlanta Hawks. He's going to be out for two weeks with a bad ankle sprain. Real bummer there. Uh, on that same team, DeAndre Hunter also questionable with a hip injury, so something to monitor there, which can uh, open up some good value for us. Bradley Beal is still out. That's a big one because we do have some people on the Wizards that we have been looking at and that we will continue to look at. Laurie Markkinen, questionable with the illness, uh, can tell you if he's going to play or not. I, I can't really, uh, don't have a lean either way on this one, so we just got to monitor it. Uh, but on that same team, we obviously have Colin Sexton going to be out for about a week here with a hamstring injury, just a mild hamstring sprain for him, uh, strain. So uh, he dodged a bullet a little bit with that one, but uh, we are, do have some value on the, on the Jazz that we can talk about. Uh, Conley, though, is returning, so it eats into some of that value as well, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, D'Anthony Melton. Questionable. He didn't practice. He's got a back injury. Um, we're going to lean towards him being more on the doubtful side at this point, but we'll see. Uh, Jalen Suggs for the Magic is out with an ankle injury. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. for the Hornets out with an ankle injury still. Uh, P.J. Washington is most likely returning to the lineup, though, so that's good Good for them. Uh, Chris Paul is back now, so we're fading campaign. Uh, if you wouldn't miss that in the last couple days, that definitely happened. Kevin Love, questionable with a thumb injury. Uh, not sure if he suits up for this one. He's been suiting up and playing through it, but we'll see how that goes. He was getting some treatment uh, during practice yesterday, so see how that goes. Jalen Smith, available. He's back in the Indiana lineup. I'm not sure how much I love him because Miles Turner's still playing, but another guy we can go to maybe. Alvarado is questionable. Not huge, but something to monitor for sure. Let me tell you guys... Uh, there are a couple of games that we obviously uh, – I don't have a huge list. I feel like I have a solid list. Though. I actually already have a lineup that I really, really love um, out there. And so, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good grasp on this. And uh, this is just early value again. This is more like a primer. So do treat it like that. You know, check in with the latest news. Uh, if you do have struggle with that, get the DFS pass. I'm telling you right now, it is cheap as heck. It is going to get you that knowledge. It's going to get you, uh, you know, access to the pros that have, you know, the the – Reaction time to react to these late-breaking injury news and the lineup changes and all of that good stuff. You should get that DFS pass, sportsethos.com. Sign up for it. Get in the Discord. Talk with us before every single slate starts. Uh, we're there. We're there to answer your questions. We're there to help you. We're there to help everyone win some money. Yeah. I uh, don't know how many of you say it like that, but I do. So there, there you go. Take it like that. Uh, anyways. Moving on, let's talk about some guys I do like. There's some guys I, I don't like, which I want to talk about too, because it um, goes against some of the guys I've been you know targeting in the past. 
Um, but I want to talk about the guys I do like first because I want to be positive first. So let's talk about that Atlanta game. Atlanta versus Brooklyn. Should be a pretty good game here. But obviously, no DeJounte Murray. That's a big loss for the Atlanta Hawks. I love Trey Young, 10-3. Got to play me some Trey Young. I think he's people are going to be all over him. Uh, the Hawks desperately need his offense without DeJounte Murray out there. Um, it's going to be just like before, you know, when they didn't have DeJounte Murray, when they had uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich out there playing next to him. Who's another guy on my list? Bogdan Bogdanovich. I love him at 4,100 as well. Coming back from an injury, but... Beginning uh, minutes, you know, pretty regular minutes, consistent minutes. I'm not sure if he's on a minutes restriction or not. So that is something to monitor. If you get news that he's on a restriction, I, it does you know, cap the play a little bit for me. But even in the limited minutes he's been getting, he's been getting 22, 22, 25 minutes since he's come back. He's been putting up pretty, pretty decent lines. It's been up and down, but you have to imagine these shots start falling for him at some point. Brooklyn is not a very good defensive team <clears throat> against backcourt, so... I do like me some Bogdan Bogdanovich uh, on top of that trade. You got a little bit of a stack there. Don't mind doing it. I think you need to stack. Well, you don't need to, but you can very well stack two or three Hawks guys and be totally fine. Uh, speaking of another Hawks, couple Hawks, though, I've got A.J. Griffin on my list, also at 4,800. I end up landing on him in the uh, one lineup I did build, and I don't mind that at all. He had a bit of a down game in the last one, but 4,800, all we're looking for is maybe about 28 to 30. DK points, and, you know, that's gold for us. And uh, I wouldn't say it's, you know, 90% likely he's going to get there, but it's like a 60 to 65% likelihood that he's going to get there. So that's definitely enough for me. You know, uh, I get a lot of interest in him. I've also got some interest in Aaron Holiday at 3,300. He started in that second half after DeJounte Murray went down. If he does that again, 3,300 is near bottom pricing. He isn't the... Most uh, he doesn't put up numbers like crazy. He's out there. He's not. Per, he's a permanent, a permanent dud. I don't know what's the, what's the opposite. We always say permanent monster on the show. What's the opposite of that? Permanent dud. He doesn't put up a, a whole lot of uh, stats when he's in the game. So that is something to you know be wary of. <clears throat> kind of a low floor guy, but there's also the ceiling there, and that's what's enticing because the ceiling at 3,300, where he could score 20, you know, five DK points. That's going to be uh, tough to come by even on a 10 game slate. There's not a lot, whole lot of people in that area that are uh, going to put that up. Just telling you now. Could be later when we get some injury news, but not right now. Not uh, at this moment in time. Uh, moving on, though. I don't have any much interest in the Brooklyn side of the ball. I think, you know, you can play Kevin Durant. You can play Kyrie Irving. I don't blame you for any of that stuff, but, you know, I'm not, like, in, in love with any of that. So, uh, yeah. Moving on. Let's talk about Toronto, Toronto, Toronto versus Toronto versus Orlando. Uh, I got some interest in uh, a couple. I'm going to mention one guy I don't have interest in, but I've got some interest in the Toronto side of the ball. Pascal Siakam, fine. I will roster him. It's he's been the guy to roster for like two weeks now, a week and a half. I'll roster him. He's ten ten thousand now. It's a pretty penny to pay. But the Orlando defense is so bad, and the you know the Raptors aren't exactly blowing people out. It's just not something they're capable of doing, really. I mean, they could do it. I mean, any team in the NBA can blow any other team in the NBA any any given night. Like that can happen. Like, I don't go, don't get me wrong. These are NBA basketball players, but at the same time, like uh, I just don't. It, I'm not seeing a blowout here. So I think you know if you want to go Pascal ten thousand, he's going to be in there for most of the game. Uh, again, it's not, you know, the best defense in the world in Brooklyn. So 
or Brooklyn. Wow. Oh, man, I'm out of it. In Orlando. It's not the best defense in Orlando. Orlando's bad defensively, like really bad. Uh, you know, I do think uh, some Pascal Siakam at 10,000 makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I also like, and I will just continue to beat this horn, uh, Fred Van Vliet. I love me some Fred Van Vliet at 7,000. And I did play, I landed up his points uh, for that last one against the Lakers. Uh, to 25 points at plus 300 odds. I He hit exactly 25 points. Made me look like a genius. Uh, I am not a genius, but here's the here's the thing, guys. He's he's one of those guys that it doesn't matter if the shot's falling or not. The volume is always there. If you look at his game logs, look at the shot volume. The shot volume is always there. That is his role on, this, on the team. He has a consistent role. Maybe not a consistent shot. He's a jump shooter, so it will be up and down. But for 7,000... There is a whole lot of upside there. <clears throat> I can say very bad, again, defense in Orlando. Um, and they don't even really have, I mean, they don't have a starting point guard, really. They do. They've got uh, several. They could borderline, right? Cole Anthony, uh, they've got Jalen Suggs. They've got uh, uh, Markel Fultz. But Suggs is injured. But their best defensive guy out of that bunch. So... You know, I'm I'm just loving it. I'm loving it. I think some uh, Fred Van Lee at 7,000 has to be in play for you for sure. Uh, so on the other side of the ball, let me tell you something I'm not into. I am not into Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. He's going to be a popular, popular pick. He's been just killing it, right? He's been moving into the starting lineup, playing better than Mo Bamba, Noah Del Carter Jr. Been able to coexist next to, next to Bo Bo. But centers don't do well against Toronto. Everyone on Toronto is like 6'9". Everyone on Toronto is like just a few inches shorter than the center. <laughs> Every single... Except for Fred Van Lee. The whole entire lineup is. And just... Centers don't play well against Toronto. So I'm not into Mo Wagner here. Uh, could he go off? Yeah, sure. I mean, any given game, somebody can go off. But I just don't think the odds are great. Great, They're not in our favor there. Um, I do have a few more guys on my list here. And I, like I told you guys, I just don't have a whole lot. Of guys, but um, well, I've got I've got plenty more. So let's let's get into it. Utah Jazz and Minnesota Timberwolves. This is probably the game I have the most interest in uh, on the entire slate. I've got the most names here, uh, but the reason for that being that Laurie Markin is questionable, as I mentioned. So some of these are you know they're a lot better if Laurie sits, and some of them are just not even possible if Laurie plays. So you got to keep your eye on that. A part of me wants to lean towards him not playing. I feel like Utah Jazz are just going to have to embrace the tank at some point and let their guys heal. And <clears throat> so that's kind of my reasoning there. It's not solid reasoning, though. There's no reason to, like, I'm not going to go out and bet on that. Makes it's not going to happen. But on the Utah side, you know, we don't have Colin Sexton. So I do love, uh, we do have Conley coming back, but I do love some Jordan Clarkson 7,300. Even though Conley's coming back, Conley is not like an incredible scorer anymore. He was for a bit there in Memphis, but now he's a little older, a little slower. He's a great point guard. He's a very smart player, but he's not a scorer. Jordan Clarkson is a scorer, and he gets a up-tempo game here against the Minnesota Timberwolves with a team that uh, just has a lot, of, a lot of mental lapses, both sides of the basketball in the Minnesota Timberwolves. There's a very disappointing team so far, so this is going to be a close game, I think. So I like Clarkson to play, you know, a lot of that game. 7,300, 
you know, you're hoping for like a, a 35, 40 burger. And I think it's absolutely in the cards here. Uh, I do also obviously like Malik Beasley at 5,200. I feel like a lot of people are going to jump on that bandwagon, though. So even just even though I think he's going to have a decent game and, and he's going to play a whole lot of minutes, and he could put very well put up 60 DK points. I just think he's going to have high ownership. But, you know, at a 10-game slate, high ownership, we're talking about like 30%. And that's okay. So Malik Beasley still on my list here. I do love, uh, as a pivot off of that, though, Nikhil Alexander-Walker at 3,600. Conley's back, though, so I'm a little tempered with my expectations there. But Nikhil Alexander-Walker, if you want to play some GPP lineups and take a stab at him, I really don't mind it. He is a very talented scoring scoring guard. Uh, talented kid, I was really high on him when he was first in the league. Uh, just hasn't uh, hasn't really come to fruition yet, but he can score the basketball, so go go get him, put him in your lineups. But I have to mention the man of the hour here on Utah, and that is Walker Kessler. At 4,200. I got to have a lot of interest here in Walker Kessler. He started last game. Um, not taking a whole lot of stock in that. No Laurie marketing. I mean, Laurie, if Laurie's out again here, he probably does because they're playing against Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert's not a dominant center, but um, they're going to need somebody to, on the boards to keep Rudy off the boards. So I do like Walker Kessler here. I think he makes a whole lot of sense. I was lobbying for him to play more minutes earlier in the season against guys like, you know, Joel Embiid. Didn't quite happen, but now now it's happening. Uh, we're starting to get some really really good lines here. I think forty two hundred. It's a little bit of a price jump from the last time, but I'm still into him very much. So I think he's got sky high upside uh, with that per minute you know per minute production. I think I, I saw a tweet earlier today. I think he was like ranked seventieth or something in in season long fantasy, despite getting eighteen minutes per game, which is insanity. Um, so you know we're hoping for that eighteen to twenty minute mark. Anything more icing on the cake? I think at 4,200 makes a whole lot of sense. Fontecchio, I hope I'm saying that right. Fontecchio. Fontecchio. Uh, I've got some interest in him. That's his only, 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 only if Lori, Lori Markin sits. Only if Lori Markin sits. Um, I'm trying to look up his first name. I can't find his first name. It doesn't have it on DraftKings. That's probably why I didn't put it, but it's Fontecchio is his last name. Uh, rookie guy, you know, he's a rookie, but he's. Uh, played very well in the last game. He played, uh, let's see, 20 minutes, and he put up 26.25 DK points. He's got some permanent upside here. <clears throat> um, I'm going to point to on the 15th of November, he played 17 minutes and put up 20 DK points. So his uh, points tend to trend with his minutes, and that's the kind of thing we're looking for here. We're going to see some increased minutes from him. I think he's a decent play. Uh, on the other side of the ball in Minnesota, I just have interest in one guy, and I, but I do have a whole lot of interest here. It's Kyle Anderson at 4,600. Uh, price is still just wrong. I know he put up a dud in the last one, but this is just too low. He has a pretty safe floor. I know I'm saying that after he just put up, what, like 11, 12 uh, DK points in a 22-minute showing, but he contributes across the board. It just wasn't a good game. Everyone has a bad game. Even stars have bad games. So I'm not going to hold that against. So 4600 for Kyle Anderson seems like a steal to me. Got some interest in the Detroit Pistons and Memphis Grizzlies game. I like John Morant at 10600 uh, 10, uh, I think that's a great contrarian play. I have contraband written here. That's why I had to pause here. I was like, contraband? What does that mean? Contrarian. That's why I meant to put. I just uh, was distracted or something. But I think it's a great contrarian play here because I think a lot of people are going to be spending up on Trey Young. So if you decide to go instead with John Morant, who is very, very capable of outscoring uh, Trey Young, then 
you have a chance of beating the field. So there you go. That could be just your, your one pivot there that uh, that wins you your, your GPP. And if it does, send that money my way. <laughs> You'll do that in the form of signing up for the uh, DFS pass. That's what you're going to do. Or the Ethos 360 pass, which also gets you wager pass and, and the fantasy pass as well. Um, but either way, uh, yeah, I do think that... Uh, that John Morant is a very, very good pivot. Uh, I also like Santi Aldama at 4,800. He's been killing it recently. Crushing it. And this is a very good matchup here against a very weak Detroit defense. Um, you know, they're not necessarily bad on the interior. Uh, they do have Isaiah Stewart and some some big bodies that can really uh, clog up the paint. But I still like him. Still like uh, some Santi Aldama. He's been putting up like nearly 30 DK points on a regular basis in the last over the last four games. And I know recent uh, production doesn't necessarily point to what's going to happen in the future, but I feel pretty good about his position without, you know, Desmond Bain still out and uh, and all that. So uh, I will keep your eyes also. I'm going to throw him out there as a GPP play. Zaire Williams is back and playing decently, very, very well, very decently. 3,600 is a very, very low uh, price tag for him that will climb over time. So if you want to play him, this is kind of the time to do it. Once it reaches that, you know, 5,000, 4,500 range, somewhere in there, that's kind of when it's, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not really probably going to play him anytime so anytime soon. So uh, if you want to play this guy, I would play him now before that price does climb. Uh, you know, this is a pretty good matchup. Again, it's a bad defense, bad team. So maybe he gets a little extra run because it's a blowout. If you're going to script it like that, uh, it makes a lot of sense to uh, to play this guy as well. So moving onwards. Um, for some reason, I have my Thrive plays in the middle of my, all my other plays, which is really messing me up. Um, I think those are the games I have the most interest in. I do have a couple other guys on my list here. And I have Denny Advija in uh, Washington, the Washington Wizards versus the Indiana Pacers. You'd think I have more interest in this game. I generally don't play a lot of Wizards games. They just muck things up. They slow things down. Um, but I do have some interest in Denny Advija. He had a pretty good game in that last one where I uh, suggested him on Twitter against my Bulls. Um, but, you know, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't as involved in the offense as I thought he, he could be. Uh, so I think there is still some meat on the bone there. But even if he has a game that's similar to that one, he played 39 minutes. And he's going to put up probably 30-ish DK points. And that's all you're looking for. Uh, and it's a good play. So I do like me some Denny Abidjan against a very weak uh, team in the uh, Detroit Pistons. Or, no, sorry. <laughs> in the Indiana Pacers. Oh, my brain. Um, let me tell you somebody I'm not interested in. Here's another person I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in Julius Randle, which is going to come as a surprise to a lot of you. They're playing the Charlotte Hornets. And you know me, I like to... Just like everybody else in the world. I like a, I like to attack the Hornets in the interior. They're bad. But I was looking at uh, Julius Randle's, you know, game logs and looking at the games that he played against teams like that. Weren't great, honestly. They didn't stick out to me. He kind of, like, is opposite of the trend. The teams I think are good against the center position, he plays uh, against down, you know, down low. He plays well. And against weak defenses, he just puts up duds. So I'm not into him. I'm fading him. Other people can play him, and that's fine. Um, as far as the other centers over there in New York, I mean, you've got uh, Mitchell Robinson, and you've got uh, uh, Isaiah Hartstein. And I just can't go to those guys as long as they're basically in a platoon situation. They're just, I mean, eating into each other's value. I'm just not into it. So, But moving on, uh, I do have a few other guys here, maybe one other guy. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't. I don't have any other guys. Moving on. Uh, if you guys aren't set up at Thrive Fantasy, thrivefantasy.com, go sign up. 
Seriously, uh, get a deposit match bonus up to $250 with the promo code ETHOS and come play. I mean, we've got these uh, player props here. We've got these big contests where they have you know, 20 different player props. You choose 10 of them. You score the highest point total and you win a share of the nightly prize money, which is a lot of money. Uh, you can win them. I promise you I have. I've done it once and almost twice in the past. LeBron James, screw you. Screwed me out of one. But that's okay. I, uh, I have won one and you can too. I promise you. But I do have some uh, plays there that I do like. I like Pascal Siakam over 24.5 points at 95 points. I've already mentioned him as a DFS play that I'm into. My top spend up probably on the slate here, uh, aside from Trey Young. I think Trey Young's a good play also, but Pascal at 10,000 makes a whole lot of sense as well against an Orlando Magic team that just <clears throat> is not very good. So there you go. Uh, I think he's very, uh, very capable of putting up 25 points as long as this game stays somewhat close. Trey Young, over 26.5 points. That's 90 points for you guys. Uh, you know, obviously, no DeJounte Murray, they're going to have to rely on him heavily on the offensive side. So I do think he hits that uh, and has a very good game for himself. 26.5 points for Trey Young uh, over. I've got Anthony Edwards, Ant-Man, over 37.5 points, rebounds, and assists. He's been on a tear. That's 105 points. Uh, been on a tear. I, you know, don't have him as a DFS play because his price has kind of gotten to the point where I'm like, eh, I think it's an okay play, but it's not my favorite in the whole world. Um, but this is a good matchup here, Minnesota versus Utah Jazz, and you know I think he could absolutely go off. He could put up forty. Uh, you know I wouldn't be absolutely I wouldn't be surprised about that. Uh, and if he does that, you know he's going to hit that thirty-seven point five points rebounds and assists for you, obviously. So uh, Clarkson over twenty-four point five points, and that's one hundred and ten points for that play. Uh, again, they're going to be craving that offense. We're hoping that Lonnie Markkinen's out here. Even if Lonnie Markkinen's in, though, that backcourt he is the scorer there. So I don't mind it. There's no Colin Sexton. I think it's still doable for a plus money, 110 points. My last one here is of under. I have DeMontis Sabonis under 15.5 rebounds and assists at 115 smackaroos points. I have the under here. They're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jared Allen's in. Evan Mobley's in. I don't think Cleveland's going to smack the Kings. I, I'm high on the Kings this season, but I do think Cleveland wins this game. I do think it's going to be a, a tough go here for all some, you know, DeMonte Simonis owners and rosterers or rowers. If you want to be a really big contrarian in a large field GPP, go roster them. Because I don't think a lot of people are going to have them. But, um, but yeah, I think he's going to have a, a rough game here. So I'm going under on DeMonte Simonis. That's going to do it for us, guys. That is it. My name is Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at, at @bsbpkeith. So at @bsbpkeith. Go follow me there. And wherever you listen to this show, please do subscribe, like, comment, uh, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. We always like to hear from you guys. And uh, we try to make the show better and better and better. If you guys didn't listen to the last episode, we got Thunder Dan Palio on to talk about uh, some general DFS strategy as well as just optimizers versus handcrafting lineups. And uh, I had Haras on with me. It was a really fun time. Go listen to that episode. I promise you, you will learn something. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. Until next time, go get that money. <laughs>